1: Welcome to episode number 402 of Get Paid for Your Pad. I'm here with my co-host, business partner, partner in crime, Eric Miller. What's up, Eric? How's it going?
0: Yo, yo, yo.
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. How do, you like my, uh, how do you like my background here?
0: Yeah, it's a good green screen there. <laughs> so yeah, if you do. are
1: if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or any of those other places where you can just listen to the audio... Uh, I, I recommend you go to YouTube and, and search for Get Patriot Pat on YouTube and uh, check out the my background in the video here because it's uh, it's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where uh, where are you again? Dominican Republic? I am in the Dominican Republic
1: and what's really cool about this spot is this is one of the top five locations for kite surfing in the world. Mm. So I am, uh, I'm, a, I'm in a place called... There's Cabanera, one right there. There's one behind me. I know that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's, you know, it's, you know, what's really interesting. And this is, this is a, uh, a good tip for anybody who has an Airbnb listing. The reason that I picked this Airbnb was 100% because there was a photo with a kite surfer in the background. Mm. And that's, you know, I wanted to go kite surfing here, uh, as well as my, uh, my, my friends. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about who I'm with here, but, um, but my main re- the main reason why we wanted to come here is to kite surf. So when I saw that that photo on the Airbnb listing with a kite surfer literally in the background, I was like, all right, that's where I'm staying because I can literally see in the photo that people are kite surfing there and that's what I want to do.
0: Hey, the uh, the host clearly knows their guest avatar. Exactly. He knows exactly. how to speak to them.
1: Exactly. Um, and it's interesting because we're staying at a a luxury condo. And it's an incredible place. The decoration, everything, the design is great. Amenities are great. The only thing that I find uh, a bit odd is that um, their communication is very, very basic. And they have one mm-hmm. of those really old-looking uh, like booklets with like local information. You know, so if, I if if they would have just sent me like a hostely online hostely guidebook or something. I would have been able to go through all the information on the plane uh which would have really helped because now like you check into the airbnb and now we have to go for all this information of like where can you find stuff and the local Mm -hmm. recommendations and so uh so it's kind of interesting to see that it's such a luxury condo and they're doing almost everything right but then uh the communication uh there there's a lot to improve there so
0: got it got it yeah man i mean can't, can't beat uh, hostfully uh, guidebooks, right that's I know a, that's they're, game they're,
1: they're definitely awesome. Um, so today what I want to want to talk to you about, Eric, is uh, kind of the process that we are going through currently with the acquisition of our new the new property. like I've been getting some mm. questions from people who are saying, like, hey, this sounds really cool. I want to purchase uh, my own project or want to purchase my own Airbnb in the future. Um, and you know like what's what does that process look like? From finding the deal, figuring out what you want to buy, to you know the due diligence, making an offer—like who's involved, what are what are some things that we have to keep in mind when we're going through that process? So, what do you think? Should we uh, should we dive into that?
0: Yeah, let's chat about it. Uh, It's been a massive learning lesson for me, uh, at least. You know, I've bought a lot of real estate um, in my real estate career, and this one is uh, the most interesting from. Buying the short-term rental business, to buying the land with the four units, to buying the vacant land, all of that—it's uh, been a—it's been a really interesting process. And this is actually the first property I've ever bought in California, so that experience alone has been freaking eye-opening. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more we stare, uh, share about this story, more and more people are reaching out and saying, like, "Oh, I have this idea that I want to do the same thing. I want to." Get into short. I, I want to get into experience-based short-term rentals. I want to build tiny homes. I want to build tree houses. Like this is definitely the next, in my opinion, the next boom uh, that we're going through in short-term rentals. Um, even my friends that are not that own different businesses and different brands that are not in short-term rentals want to create experience-based short-term rental communities. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been eye-opening. So I'd love to love to dive into that, uh, dive into it. We have a. A lot of learning lessons that, uh, you know, we experienced over the last week and a half. Um, but crossing our fingers, we're supposed to close uh, next week, um, but some stuff came up uh, and we potentially might be closing at the end of the month, if not into October. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but where do you want to start? Where, where, where well, should we take that conversation? First of
1: all, you mentioned this is your first time buying something in California. Is it very different between this different states?
0: Yeah, so here in the states, um yeah, every state has different laws on how to buy pro- how to buy and sell real estate, right? So and to 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 buy property through a seller that has a real estate agent, you have to be licensed in that state um working with an agent in that state. So yeah, every state has its own laws and um uh, way of purchasing and selling property um my whole career buying real estate was on the east coast in new jersey and uh over there you do everything with attorneys right so we have an attorney we pay an attorney to represent us and they go through the contracts they negotiate they come to terms all that stuff and really make sure that uh the process is legally what you agree upon with the uh with the seller uh, here in California, that's not the norm, uh, and I knew that. But it's this is the first time that I'm actually dealing with uh, what's called an escrow company who uh, handles the escrow of the the purchase. Uh, so it's on us to go through all the contracts and understand everything. And again, this being the first property we bought in California, it's a uh, it's a brand new uh, experience for me. Uh, and on top of that, this is the first time I'm buying a uh, actual business. Right? So uh, that is a whole experience within itself here, here in uh, California.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because we're not just buying the land and the units. Uh, we're actually buying... It's an existing Airbnb business. And yep. we're buying everything that, that is related to the business. Um, what, what are some of the learning lessons for you like going through this process?
0: Yeah. So I think right now, we got to be really patient I mean, this is this is one of the first lessons I learned in real estate. One of my first mentors, when I was seventeen, uh, she taught me that you never get emotional in real estate. Never get emotional in real estate. You have to buy on logic. You have to buy on numbers. Right? It has to make sense. It's an investment. Um, where people get where people go wrong in investing in real estate is getting emotional during the process. Right? I just have to like you and I put so much effort into buying this property already from getting investors on board to sharing it with our communities to running the numbers and building the brand and you know there's a lot and we've invested you know some money into the inspections and everything else that we've done for this property at this point if this deal would be would to fall apart it would be extremely emotional for us right so in that stage like i find myself not that we're risking that but we're negotiating with the seller on a handful of different things Um, And, you know, we're weighing our options of like, what's the worst case scenario here? And I think a lot of times people will get emotional and just say, I have to buy this property. Um, We're so deep into it, or this is the property that I've been waiting for. You and I have been working on this for, the vision has been to buy real estate since the day that you and I started working together. Um, But this model, this brand is something that we've been talking about and planning for a year, right? So we're here and it's like, I find myself getting emotional of saying like, oh, that's okay. We'll still buy it. Like we've got to buy this property, right? Um, Or getting emotional of like, I shouldn't get involved this deep into this property. So what I'm trying to say here is like the biggest learning lesson that I'm going through is learning how to manage my emotions on negotiating the terms on really coming to term with, with this property. I see a lot of people overpaying for real estate. Um, and I think that we, yeah, I see a lot of people overpaying for real estate cause they're so emotionally t- attached to the outcome. Um, and I think that's been a big learning lesson for me coming back to it of like saying we have to be on the same page with our partners. This has to make sense now and in the long haul and not just buy it because it's the only opportunity that for what we're, it's a perfect opportunity right? It's exactly what we're looking at by. It's an existing short-term rental business that we can step into and improve immediately. Plus there's room for us to build 10 more cabins, right? In the center of my dream town of where I've developed this vision of building this type of business, uh, right? Literally everything is perfect. Everything is perfect, which is crazy. Uh, So I can find myself getting emotional in the process, Um, All of that came came along during one of the most the craziest real estate markets I've ever experienced. Right, like we made an all cash offer on this property and gave fifty thousand dollars above asking on this property to get it locked in. We didn't negotiate any repairs on the property. We're like, we'll buy it as is. We'll take just going all in on it. And there was like seven or eight other offers on this property when we made made the offer. So my whole point here is like, we're going through such a crazy time in real estate in, in the market where you're seeing multiple cash offers, properties are you know being listed and off the market within a couple of days. So I think people can get super emotional of trying to attach themselves to the right deal that they tend to get themselves into the wrong deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest lesson that I'm coming up with. Um yeah. So yeah. Feedback on that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it's funny because as you're describing that I'm thinking that's exactly how I feel right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if,
1: if this deal were to not go through, I'd be extremely disappointed.
0: Yeah. It sucks. Right. It would suck. But at the end of the day, we got to it's an investment, right? The The business has to make sense. Right. So not again just for the audience not that this deal is falling apart at all but what i'm noticing is when there is challenges that are coming up i tend to think like oh let's just make it work so we can buy this property we just can't do that for our brand for you know especially for our students right like we're teaching them how to build real professional businesses and if we make emotion decisions based on the wrong emotion and uh and for our investors all this stuff it could be dramatic, it could impact our vision here dramatically, right? So we have to be, we have to stay cool. We have to stick to the vision. We got to not get lost in the certain circumstances of the investment and uh, make it work for everybody. And if not, be willing to let go. And uh, Samantha always has this thing, it's like this or something better, right? So if it's not this, we're gonna find something better, right? so yeah, that's, that's just been a personal thing I've been working on dealing with this property in uh, this purchase over the yeah. last few weeks. Yeah,
1: you mentioned it's your favorite mountain town. Uh, We're yeah. not going to disclose yet what the exact location is until we close on the, on the deal. Uh, but having said that, somebody who just joined Legends X and somebody who's been <laughs> listening to this podcast uh, for, since it started uh, actually guessed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We put that out there on the last podcast, right? Um yeah, yeah he joined he joined Legends X just yesterday and he's like, uh, is this the town? And I'm like, yep, yep, that's it. So, but yeah, and we'll we'll release that. Obviously, we're still in the process of buying this property. So we uh we just want to kind of respect the owner and the location and their business. Um, and once we close on it, we're going to be not only talking about it on this podcast, but you know, content wise, documenting the entire process. Because what I'm excited about the most here, man, is, uh, and I can't, (laughs) I forgot to tell you this, I've spent over the last like three or four days, I've, or uh, the last week, I've spent like three to $400 on different books about like tiny homes and cabins and unique designs and all this stuff, branding, um, because I'm just obsessed with the opportunity of going into an existing short-term rental community and rebranding the experience, recreating the experience, taking that to the next level, uh, inputting our technology, right? So we were asking during the uh, the negotiation process with the owners, we were asking like, hey, you know what uh, what pro- what technology do you have, right, running your properties? And she's like, no, we're mom and pop, we don't have systems, we don't have technology. We don't have any of that. And we recognize like, oh, from day one, if we upgrade the photos, upgrade the Airbnb listing, include some technology, include some systems, we could raise the prices on this property 10 to 20% without having to really do anything more than what I just explained, right? Which is incredible. And then we start looking at adding more units. We start looking at upgrading the property, upgrading the brand, uh, and now we've created something that is unique, um, but then also uh, has a lot of equity when it comes to the guests. So I'm excited about the whole process
1: yeah, yeah, and i was I wanted to touch on that a little bit because you know I'm sure people are listening to this and they're thinking, well, how do you actually recognize if something is a good deal or not right because obviously the the seller obviously the real estate market is pretty hot, so you know there's no you know, it's not like you can scoop up like underpriced properties, you know, left and right. It's not like that at all. You know, I mean, the price, the price to the seller probably makes sense given how much they are making on the property right now, but it's those, it's those efficiency gains and that extra income that we believe we can make, um, because we are going to run that property more efficiently. We're going to create a experience, a higher level experience. That's going to allow us to charge, to charge more. Right. So, um, so yeah, I was kinda, that was kind of interesting to me as well. I think one of the questions that we asked the seller was if she, if she had any, like, SOPs, like so standard operating procedures and systems that she could transfer to us. And then her response was that she wasn't sure what that was. She wasn't mm-hmm. sure what an SOP is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with the technology. We're like, what kind of industry-specific technology are you currently using? And the answer was none. Right, it's and I don't know. It kind of shock. It's kind of shocking to me in a way.
0: Well, I mean, what, what you just said is like how how can you tell where the where the value is? Like, what is a good deal? We're, you know that this is one of the highest priced properties in this market, and we we offered fifty thousand dollars above asking, um, and we're paying all in cash, right? That's a hell of a deal. We wiped away most contingencies upon a couple of small little things here and there. Um, so we're, we're trying to buy this thing as easy as possible, take it over, um, all that stuff. But what we, where, where the value is, is us being able to upgrade the full experience of the business, right? So I think what we're gonna see, and this is something like talking to, we had what, 150 people apply over the last two weeks for Legends X, right? um and the applications are still coming in on this and i've talked to most of them and everybody i speak to has this desire of going into these marketplaces like these secondary marketplaces and creating these cool experiences creating unique experiences that's everybody i'm talking to wants to do this and what i'm explaining to them is like this is the value this is what we can do now that Now that the short-term rental industry has moved away from urban apartment buildings, which we've seen all the way up to COVID, the COVID era, now all the demand is going inward to mountains and lakes and deserts and beaches, and people are desiring cool experiences. And now we get to have fun with creating these cool experiences. So the biggest value in our industry, and this is what I'm excited to do with our brands, Is like when we create the fund and we're able to buy up properties all around the country, uh, and then eventually in different countries over the next couple of years, we're going to be looking at secondary markets. We're going to be looking at old properties that have been running as short term rentals for a very long time, vacation rental communities, and going in there and buying these older brands um, that, yeah, buying these older brands and including injecting our systems to streamline it, our branding, our marketing, uh, our design, recreating the experiences there without having to go from ground up, right? Like in the beginning, before we found this property, uh, our vision was to build from ground up. And now that we bought this property, it kind of flipped the whole vision for me. I'm like, oh, we there's these communities all around the country um, that we can pop into and redevelop. So I think that's where, when people are looking to do this, and especially like over the next few months, I highly recommend everyone who's listening who's interested in this type of model is to follow us on, you know, social media, Instagram on, now we're on TikTok, right? And that, that that's a thing for us. Uh, YouTube, all of this, because we're going to document the entire experience of bringing this from the business that it is now, which is working very well for for the owners and their vision. But now we're able to bring in what we know Works with branding and marketing and experience and, and all of that technology uh, and really bring a ton of value into these properties. Like, what is the revenue? We don't have to give numbers, but percentage wise, like, uh, what's the percentage increase? And I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but that we can bring to this property with the current properties and then adding those additional eight to 10 units. Right. Like what are, what are those numbers? I, th- I think we're like two to 3 xing. I mean, I revenue. think, I, th- I mean,
1: I think in terms of revenue, we can do like 30, 30 to 50% more um, initially. I think maybe over time, even more, but that's a yeah. lot, you know, that's a lot because the costs are pretty, you know, costs are pretty much fixed, right? If you, if you increase your prices by 30 to 50%, your costs are not going up. Right. Because the costs are still, still pretty much the same. Um, so that means like our profit is going to increase by a lot more. Right. So yeah. does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. Because the costs are pretty much fixed. So, just as an example, right, for people that are listening and they're trying to figure this out, let's just say and these are just arbitrary numbers, right? But let's say you bring in $200,000 of revenue and you have $100,000 of cost, you're making $100,000 in profit. Now, if you increase your revenue by fifty percent, you go up to three hundred thousand. Your cost is still one hundred thousand, so now you're making two hundred thousand. So you're doubling your profit. But when your revenue goes up at fifty percent, so you know, and that's and that's why I see, or that's why for me the, the opportunity, that's why I see the opportunity. I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're buying this business at a certain a certain um, x amount times profit, right? And that makes sense. The price makes sense. Given the profit that the current owners are making. But if we can, if we can double that profit, which I think is possible, you know, then the whole the whole project, the whole property is also going to be worth a lot more. Right. So if we were to refinance in the future, and that's something that I kind of learned from from you, because I'm not so familiar with you know buying buying properties and then like taking the equity out, refinancing, all that stuff. But that's really the big learning lesson for me is like, oh, if we if we can double the profit on this, we can we can refinance it at a at a higher amount than what we paid, and we can, you know, we can take that equity out, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty about real estate. And you know, I'm just the way that this conversation is going, I'm assuming that you and I are gonna get into these conversations more on this podcast about what we're learning with real estate and just real estate investing. I mean, for the last few years, we've only kind of talked about the management operational side of this. But again, everybody that we speak to and everybody that we work with in Legends X, they all wanna focus on develop, acquiring real estate at some level, right? And either, you know, having a portfolio or develop, developing wealth through real estate using short-term rentals and their short-term rental brand to get there. So I think we're gonna talk about this more, especially more what, when we're gonna discover this as we grow this model. But that's the beauty about real estate. Like If you can figure out how to keep your costs low um, and bring your, your cash flow high on these properties um, and they're in good condition, there's so many different ways that you can leverage that for additional wealth. And being here in California, I mean, everything is based on a cap rate, right? Of when you invest into a property, what is the cap rate? What is your return on this property? Here in California, cap rates are very small. They're very, very, very tight. You know, here in San Diego people are buying at you know a two or three percent cap rate, which is insane. Um, back east, when I was investing five six years ago, we wouldn't touch a property unless we had like a seven to nine cap rate, right? Which is, from my knowledge, impossible to do here in California. Um, but like when we when we start going through this property and we add those units to it and we get all of that built in and we have the cash flow, we have the operational side. Um, the value of the property increases dramatically because now we've added more income stream. Right now, they have four income streams on this one piece of property. With the same piece of property, we're going to add an additional ten upwards of ten uh, income streams uh, on the same property it's It's incredible to do that. So if we wanted to refinance our investors' money back out, we can refinance this property put a long-term 30-year mortgage on this um, at a low... I mean, the rates right now are insane. So if they stay that way over the next couple of years, we're golden. But not only can we cash our investors cash back out, um, but also we can pull equity out of, the, out of the property and pay ourselves with that equity, right? which is incredible. Uh, so if we can do these deals all around the, the country this way, Um, Now, not only do we have cash flow and our brand is rising in the space, but we're also building personal wealth by being able to leverage these properties and pull equity out. Now, of course, we got to do this the correct way and not over leverage ourselves on properties. It all has to base on the cash flow of of, of the, the properties. But if we're adding hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of value to these properties, we might as well... Pull it out because not only can we add personal wealth to ourselves, we can invest that more into more properties. Yeah. That's the beauty of real estate, right? Is being able to do that. And you know, my I'm not an expert in this stuff, and I'm not I'm not trying to be an expert on this uh, podcast. But you know, the the way to to do this as well is like there's tax advantages to it. There's so many different ways that we can leverage real estate. And again, like everybody I'm speaking to for Legends X, um, the vision that I see, I'm telling everybody, it's like the power that we can have in this industry is learning how to build a hospitality brand. We could build a hospitality brand that's based on systems, is based on uh, people and processes. And we're clear on our guest avatar. We're clear on our messaging, clear on our marketing. Uh, and we build that first. And that seems to be one of the biggest things that we work with uh, Airbnb hosts on is like, hey, let's, let's bring you from an Airbnb host to a hospitality brand. And let's leverage other people's properties to build this brand, to build this system, to so get your cash flow, your team, all of that going. And then once you have that brand, let's go buy some real estate. And that brand manages that real estate. So you and I, are, we're going to have two businesses. We're going to have the real estate side and we're going to have the operational side. So now as our real estate is growing and our cash flow is growing, our brand value is growing as well. Right. And there, there's a lot to say about that. That could be sellable one day. That could be scalable. You know, it's like, so I, I just, man, I'm super freaking excited about this. And uh, you know, and to wrap all this up too, like I'm excited about what we're going to build here. I see this as like a generational company that we're building and a generational brand. I want to disrupt the space with this brand that we're creating. We have a very specific avatar that we're going after and we're solving very specific travel needs for them. Um, and we're gonna build our, our wealth through this. We're gonna build our families wealth through this. Um, but man, like we're in this position because of the students that we work with, right? Because of overnight success, we're in this position of being able to understand this market and understand the value here uh, and learn at such a high level by working with so many people in Legends X and then learning with the legends in the mastermind. So super grateful for, for for the journey of like starting the educational side and then going into the real estate side. So just wanted to point that out. I was sitting back before. I'm like, man, this is a wild ride we're on right now. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm super excited as
1: well, especially since we've been talking about this for so long, right? When you and I came together, one of the first things you said is like, okay, we got to We got to get back into into you know managing properties and all of that uh but we also didn't want to rush it right we didn't want to just you know pick up anything uh so we we developed a pretty clear picture of what we wanted and we've been patient right and uh and that's uh that's paying off now um so i wanna i wanna touch on what you just said uh i just lost my my thought on that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I got it. So um, you were talking about how we learned from our mastermind, right? STR Legends that we started just over two years ago now in Puerto Rico. And, you know, something that I kept thinking about as we were, you know, going, as we were going for the process of buying this property is you remember when we were in Colombia and Rebecca and Erica went through the same process when they bought Hicksville Trader Park, H- H- Hicksville Trader Palace in tree right they yep. literally bought the 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 property while they were at the mastermind talking to the investor yeah. and negotiating doing all this stuff and I remember looking at that and I was like wow this is this is so cool like they're they're buying like a really cool property they're you know they're they're building their brands and all of that and I was at the moment I was thinking like damn, that's really something I want to do uh, going forward and now we're going through that same process which which is really awesome.
0: Yeah man and you know what you said is the patience right like that's that's the biggest thing that uh uh when I look back at my entrepreneur career like the very early stages of me building my businesses I was so impatient with the outcome I wanted it now right and that's the the world that we live in now with with you know same day delivery with Amazon and like you can literally have anything that you want delivered to your house in 24 hours or less right um, so we're in that we're conditioned to have things now and we want them now, but now after going through so many years of ups and downs of building businesses, I recognize it's like, if you have a, a deep belief in yourself and your team and your vision, uh, anything is, po- we can literally build anything and accomplish anything. So it's like with this brand that we're developing, although it's like the most exciting thing that we're involved in right now for me because it's so creative for me i love the creative side of redesigning properties building a brand creating the experience like i freaking love that stuff um i've been so patient through the process because i know it's going to realize i know it's going to come to something tangible and you got to hold that vision of that it's it's going to happen if it's aligned with you right so that again, that's a big thing that we preach over and over to our students in Legends X is like be patient through the process. The reason why we don't teach people how to scale their short term rental business until the end of the 90 day program is because we're, we're being patient through the process of focusing on a vision, getting super clear on what is it that you truly want to build? What's the whole point of us spending our time and effort and money into this thing that we want to create? And once we do that, then let's build the foundation to be able to run it so we're not pulling our hair out so then we can go and scale it, right? Now, that's what we spent a lot of time on the vision. We have the systems, we built the systems, that foundation's there. So now when this property came along and we built the network over years of investors who know, like, and trust us, who we have an opportunity and we open it up to a handful of people, even podcast listeners, our students, all that stuff. People who know us, uh, they're ready to invest into our vision because they know that we've taken the the time to build that out. We know what who we're serving, why we're serving them, uh, all of that. Um, So yeah, being being patient in the process is uh, super important. And I think again, right now, like if you know what I was saying is like not getting emotional. You know, Uh, impatience is a uh, is an emotion. I think right. It's like I want it now. I want it now. If for whatever reason, this deal falls apart. It's going to suck, but uh, we're not going to get ourselves into the wrong deal just because we want mm-hmm. want this now. We can wait another year, right? Exactly. Not that we yeah. would. Not that we would, but we could wait another year because we're building a we're building a generational company.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we're not going to we're not going to go through this project, whatever it takes. Right? It's it's it has to make sense. Um and you know hopefully hopefully it will go for I'm pretty confident we, it will go for oh yeah um, yeah for sure but, um but yeah man uh interesting stuff um we'll talk more in the next couple of weeks I'm sure like as we're you know getting towards the closing on the property and all of that I'm super excited to you know to really create a lot of content uh and share a lot about like how we're you know turning this property into into our vision essentially right. Um, before we jump off, I uh, I want to mention also, you know, there's I actually ha- I'm here with our with the investor, um, and I'm also here with uh, my property manager, like uh, Patrick. He he's been on the podcast a couple times, and he manages my unit in Colombia, and I switched over to him in December when he was just starting out, and the reason I was I'm thinking of him is for for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, you're you're saying how you know when you when you're super clear on what you want to achieve and and what your vision is like people want to work with you right and that's the same that's that's the case for for Patrick as well because he was very clear to me about how he wanted to build his business and he literally started out a couple of months before i before i hired him and i'm with him here now in uh in the Dominican Republic and he's he's behind me kite surfing right now actually <laughs> Um, and <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is for two reasons. Number one is because he was so clear on what he wanted to build. He had a very clear uh, vision on like the type of properties that he wanted to manage, the type of guests that he wants to go after, and that really fit well with my with my units. Um, and because he was so confident, and so clear, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a chance." You know, I'm gonna switch property managers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a, a chance. And and he's been crushing it. He's been absolutely crushing it. So that's number one, but also number two, he now has thirty-five units, which and amazing. he's he's in business for just one year, amazing, which is incredible. But what's even more incredible is he's now behind me kitesurfing. So I told him, I was like, well, who's who's managing those thirty-five units if you are here kitesurfing, you know? And and he was like, well, you know, I've been I've been reading your your you guys's emails for, for the, every single day for the last couple of years, so the first thing I did when i when I started my business was the first thing I thought about was like how do I get myself out of the business right so he partnered with an operational manager on the ground who is doing all of the operations he's still you know Patrick's still doing a couple things um but he only works like an hour or two a day uh oh. the rest of the day he's in the water and uh you know knocking back a couple of beers um, <laughs> I thought I just thought it was really incredible and yeah I was talking to him about his his plans and he's uh he he he's aiming to have over a hundred units by end of two thousand and twenty two okay which is yeah. yeah which is which is really awesome so it's, it's just you know and obviously we talk about this stuff and and we teach this stuff in legends x but it's just uh it's just really interesting that when you when you start building your company and you're you already know like I don't want to get into that hectic host position i'm going to build it the right way you can scale pretty fast you yeah. know from zero to 35 in in less than a years that's pretty incredible
0: yeah it is incredible and what's what's i think even more incredible is he built this to support the lifestyle that he wants right of being able to just pick up and go to the dominican republic and go sky uh um kite surfing for a few days right like that if that's your goal is to build a lifestyle business, you can do that um, the right way. Uh, or if your if your vision is to have a generational company, you got to build it that way, right? And that's that's something that we preach over and over. It's uh, the vision side, you know. It, again, the VOS, right? Vision, operation, scale. The reason why vision is so powerful is because it helps you decide all your other actions following. The clear vision. It helps you decide what systems you have to build, what teams you have to bring on. How many units do you actually need? You know, I was talking to a, a company out of, uh, and they're joining uh, Legends Mastermind. Uh, I was talking to a company out of uh, Cleveland, and they had um, over thirty units. And they got through the process they, of building their business. They were bringing on just they were saying yes to everything, and they were just in their mind, oh, I have to get units, I have to get units, I have to get units. Uh, and they discovered this on their own. It, uh, they discovered this on their own of like, well, why are we saying yes to these properties? Why are we just taking on listings? Why do we have to get to 100 listings? They figured out that they wanted this very specific type of property serving a very specific type of avatar in their marketplace. And they only needed 30 to 50 of these types of properties to hit the numbers that they wanted to hit um, and enjoy the lifestyle that they want with the profit margin that they wanted. So now they're making all the right decisions on implementing the right systems into their business. And uh, they're going to be in legends with us, you know, traveling to the events and meeting the other legends. So it's like, and that's, that's why it's super important to focus on that because we don't have to worry about scaling a hun- hundreds of units. If that's not what you want to do, like it, we don't just, because you have more units doesn't mean that you're more successful. Right. So getting clear on the vision first is the most important thing you can do. At the end of it. And I think, you know, to finalize that is like just ask yourself, why are you building what you're building? And there's really three main things at the end of the day. We're building a lifestyle business, cash flow, right? I want cash flow. I want this business to automate so I can be in Dominican Republic with Jasper or kite surfing, right? Two is I want to build something that's scalable and I can sell for the ultimate payday one day, right? I'm going to build this. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to make some money. Three is I'm going to build a company that I'm going to pass on. It's going to live beyond me, right? Generational company, right? Um, those seem to be the three main things that are drivers for people. If we get clear on that, then we can decide what, what how many units we actually need, how big do we actually need to go, and what do we need to support us on that? Versus um, taking the hectic coast position of just saying, yes, to listings, doing everything yourself, not really asking those questions, not really building systems, and before you know it, you're running 2, 3, 10, 15, 20 properties. Uh, and you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off, mm-hmm. right? So just taking a weekend, chilling, getting to the mountains, going to the, the beach, whatever it is, and getting clear. You can you can get clear on that vision. It's going to help you make decisions in your business.
1: That's right. That's right. And there's a, uh, I can't remember who said it, but there's a very famous expression from someone who said, you know, always have an end in mind, right? Like, always know like what's the end goal of what I'm doing right now. Awesome, man. Um, well, let's uh, let's wrap up this podcast. So, um, for anybody listening, this today is actually the last day we're taking applications for Legends X. So, like Eric mentioned, uh, we have pretty close to 150. Um, we don't have a lot of time to to still jump on calls and everything. So, if you still want to join and you know, uh, do it today. Uh, and you know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, beyond the recording date, which is Friday, what is it? August
0: 27th. Is it? I, yeah. Honestly, I know it. I didn't even know we're in August right now. That's how uh, busy we've been. <laughs> oh, <man>. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, the, if you're listening to
1: this today, then, uh, you can still apply and otherwise, uh, we'll, we can put you on the wait list for the, for the next round. But, um, yeah, but, yeah that's uh, that's it, man. Any, any final thoughts?
0: Yeah, just on that too. It's like we I, I have a few more days uh, this week where I'm taking on calls. So if you guys are in that spot where you're just you're good to go, you need support on really building this business the right way, reach out. We'd love to talk to you. And if if we see that as a good fit to to work together in Legends X, we'll open up a spot for you. We had a lot of applications and we're we are limited on the spots, but we're looking for the right people, right? So that's why we're still taking applications uh, for this. Um, and then also, if this is not the right time, don't worry about that. Um, you know, just keep showing up for this podcast. You and I and the team just agreed that we're going to go deeper into the podcast, have more shows, um, and really expand this. So, um, and lastly, to touch on this too, is I don't know if everyone realizes, like, if you guys aren't on the email list, get on there now. Go to getpaidforyourpad.com and sign up. Like we teach how to we teach everything through the emails like you could literally build a business if you're just getting started, literally build a business by following our emails every single day that's how and you write them every single morning we work on these together every single morning to get them out right so it's like if you guys aren't on that email list, go into that that is in my opinion, one of the most valuable things we do um to the public is 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 that email list so uh, sign up for that stuff. Everybody else, go to uh dot slash x and get an application in.
1: That's right. All righty. Well, we'll be back on Monday and next week, uh, Eric. I'll, I'll see you again and we'll we'll talk about some uh, some more interesting stuff. Sounds good, brother. Chatsune's All right, man. Have a great day and to the listener, thank you for listening. And again, if you're listening and you wanna you wanna check out the what the Dominican Republic looks like, uh, go to YouTube and you'll be able to find, get paid for your path. You'll be able to find uh, all the podcast episodes because we're recording all of this on video as well. So instead of listening just to the audio, you can also uh, watch the video. So that's it for now. Everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.